The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz. Every week, either I or my co-host, Dr. Scott Barber, comes to you to bring you information that is important for you to understand and digest regarding your health care, regarding the state of um, medical care and health care in the U.S., how it relates to politics and what we're seeing on a daily basis. And um, as I used to say, this is the information that doctors talk about in doctors' lounges all over the country. But the reality is that no doctors are talking about any of this in any doctors' lounges in the country because they're too afraid to speak up and say what's on their mind, even though this is what they are thinking. But more about that to come. The show is brought to you by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, which is the only physician-led health care think tank in the country. Um, our website is www.d4pcfoundation.org. That's d4pcfoundation.org. Please allow this show to continue. We depend on you to support it with your generous contribution. So go online today and make a contribution. You're on your computers already. Just go to the website and uh, help support the foundation, which allows for Scott and myself to bring this podcast to you on a weekly basis, which is extremely, extremely important at this particular time in our history. Um, I'm angry today, if and, and it'll become apparent as the show goes on. And I hate to be angry. I hate being an angry person. But I am just so upset, so pissed off. Um, this is not the show that I had intended to bring to you today. And I'll explain that in just a little bit. But the show... The title of this show, even though it has not been publicized on uh, social media because I just didn't get it out soon enough, is something is rotten in Denmark. Something is very rotten in Denmark. What does that come from? It comes from Shakespeare. Um, Marcellus uh, Gard um, makes an observation that something is rotten in the state of Denmark, and he was referring to the ruling class, the the political um, uh, class that that was corrupt, and uh, it was rotten from like a fish head and uh, infecting the rest of the body of the fish, and and. Um, and that's where we are at. Something is very rotten in this country, and it is a cancer. It is a, it is it is a a festering sore. Every day, I wake up to more chaos in this country. Now, how one gets their news will really determine whether or not you're pissed off or not. Because if you get sanitized news, like on CNN or MSNBC or on any of the legacy network shows, 
everything is fine. Everything's rosy. Isn't it great what's going on right now? Joe Biden, my gosh, he has the most successful first year of any president. Just ask him. And and that's what he'll say. And this is what is is echoed. This is what is fed to the mass public and they digest it and and accept it. But that's not reality. Reality is what people are seeing on Fox News on videos, but the left, the leftists, the fascists, we've got to call them what they are. They have suppressed the dissemination of legitimate information. We see it every single day. We see it on the news. We see it in medical information. Um, But they have done an outstanding job of hijacking our language, of messaging things by repeating them in their echo chamber and saying them over and over and over again until people are brainwashed and they believe that what they are hearing on these legacy um, media networks is reality when in fact it is the emperor's new clothes. It's nothing. It's not reality. It is a sanitized um, Pollyanna version of life. But Fox News has been demonized, and, and the fascists, the leftists, the, the socialists have done such a great job at getting the masses brainwashed to believe that anything that appears on Fox is, is, um, is right-wing, anti-American, it is um, it is just by the fact that it's on Fox, it is wrong, it's disinformation. But if you've watched Fox the last couple of days, you've seen video, video and audio of young illegal alien men loading buses in Texas for points undetermined around the country. We were told that they were just relocating women and children. Again, a pack of lies. Last night we saw video of young illegal alien males being transported on secret air flights from the border to airports around the country. In this particular case, a closed Westchester airport well after the airport had closed in the dead of night, secret federal flights and the people who were on the ground in Westchester airport had no idea of what was going on. And this is the tip of the iceberg. This is what is happening on a gigantic scale, but this is what we at least know about. But we are being lied to by our government who is trying to solidify their power. The Democrats are trying to remake the country, solidify the power, and um, and even if it means sacrificing Americans, 
even if those Americans are children, which we'll talk about a little bit later, it doesn't matter to them. They are so corrupt, and they are so just so underhanded and so disgusting, and they've got their media sycophants, their accomplices, to allow them to get away with this. Instead of holding them accountable, they are they are um, covering for them. And we, as Republicans, as conservatives, we suck. We have not stood up to this fascist movement. We are playing checkers, and they're playing three-dimensional chess. They are constantly looking at ways to undermine what our society is all about. And, and we are allowing them to get away with this. And it is enough's enough. I, I don't know what we need to do to wake people up out of their slumber. But this, people are talking about this all over the country, and everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. But people are afraid. I said earlier that this is not the show that I wanted to do today. Um, the show that I wanted to do today um, was going to be either to get a guest to come on and discuss with me uh, an issue that is fairly controversial in uh, my specialty, in pediatric urology, which is um, intersex. Um, there's, I've talked about this on the show before, about the children who were born with ambiguous genitalia and how um, we've evolved as a medical specialty in taking care of these children who um, were once thought to um, constitute a medical emergency because we didn't know their gender. And now we, we've not um, uh, reacted quite the same way to children who were born with ambiguous genitalia as we did um, 40 years ago. Certainly not when I was in my training and coming up and we needed to know whether or not we put a pink or blue identification card on a bassinet in a nursery. And there are people in my specialty who are much smarter than I am, who are um, much more uh, involved in this um, in this uh, uh area of of controversy and specialization but they were afraid to come on the show they begged off they said that maybe this is not the right time to uh, come on and discuss this um, and uh, why were they afraid to express opinions about about a, a medical topic about something that is very important to so many families in this country and 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 is central to the specialty that that uh, I've devoted my career to well it's because they are afraid that they're going to get destroyed by the woke mob the woke mob whatever percent of the country is in identifies in that group whether it's 5% or 10% they have taken over 
they have insinuated themselves everywhere and they are um, frightening people. This is like the brown shirts. In I, I hate using these these analogies because when you start to talk about the past and and totalitarian governments and fascism, you know that immediately turns off people and it will it will end the discussion. But in the 1930s, 1920s, and the 1930s in Europe, there were a small group of of. Uh, um, extremists, brown shirts, who terrorized people and made them afraid to speak up and to talk, and they persecuted um, people who um, had ideas that were different than theirs, and this group rose to power, and I'm not going to um, spend time talking about that, but the analogies are are cannot cannot be um, ignored the the similarities and uh, this is the tail wagging the dog there's a small percentage of people in this country who have frightened good people around the the uh, US and they are now um, kowtowing to this small mob of woke individuals who are controlling speech, controlling actions, um, who are suppressing uh, those who disagree with their positions. With regard to intersex and the colleagues that I tried to get on, um, they are afraid to, uh, to come on this show and speak about this because the moment that they do, it sets off dog whistles that the woke mob will pick up on and label them as bigots because they are discriminating against a certain group of people when in fact they are not. They're trying to come up with solutions that work for everybody, but the left has succeeded in hijacking the language which they now control and they amplify their positions and they've equated the the uh, people who talk about intersex with um, people who are trying to suppress transgender and who are trying to um, uh, do disfiguring surgery or hurt the people who don't identify as as males or females and and the left has done a great job of getting people to accept and believe the absurd I'll, uh, here's an example you know one of the things that is now circulating out there is the term birth person what the hell is a birth person? It, it defies common sense, all logic, and biology to even use that term because we know that only a woman can deliver a baby. Only a woman can be a mother. But to say birth person as if to completely... Um, delegitimize motherhood and women? What the hell is going on? 
Where are the feminists who have fought for the rights to be um, working women, women in who hold um, positions of power in this country, who also want to be mothers? How are they allowing this to occur? It is it is part of the woke movement to um, destroy everything that is accepted norms. You know, you wonder whether or not this is um, intentional or not. I have to think that it's intentional because because the left hates America and they hate everything that we stand for, every single aspect of our lives they hate and they want to see it come crashing down and there's two ways to take it down they can take it down by um by persuading enough people that their positions are better which they're not or they can go ahead and um strong arm they can bully people into coming onto their side and that's what they are doing and we're afraid to stand up to this bullying um you know again going back to my colleague who i wanted to have on to to talk about ambiguous genitalia and intersex you know they can't have a conversation about these things without hijacking this conversation, not allowing it to occur, and devolving it into one that has to do with transgender and and uh, something that they, the left, that the fascists are very, very skillful at controlling how this narrative is taking place. Um, just take, for example, the um, what is happening in women's swimming intercollegiately with this swimmer who is a male. He was swimming for the men's, the men's swimming team three years ago, and now he calls himself a woman, and he's swimming for the women's team and destroying every women's swimming record um, that is held at pen. And if I were a mother, a father of an athlete, a woman, a female athlete who trained their entire life and sacrificed so much to get to the level of a Division One NCAA swimmer, maybe even Olympic level, and was sitting by watching this happen, I would just be apoplectic. I would not know how to contain myself. You know, we remember in the 1970s and the 1980s when they disqualified the East German and the Russian women who tested positive for anabolic steroids, who were doping, who were doing things that were cheating. This is the absolute epitome of cheating. These are men who have bigger hearts, who have bigger lungs, who have um, bigger um, muscles, faster muscles, stronger muscles, and in some cases, still have penises. You look at what happened in Loudoun County with these women, quote, in air quotes, these girls, 
who were allowed to go into bathrooms and and sexually assaulted little girls in the bathrooms and the Loudoun County board um, uh, their their um, um, uh, education board the the school board tried to suppress that and keep that a secret and covered it up until parents could no longer sit by and allow that to happen and we have allowed this to occur we're complicit because we do not call this out um everyone i talk to i mean everyone acknowledges that everything is upside down and backwards right now right is now wrong up is now down and no one is comfortable anymore this an anxiety that's out there that is hanging in the air and i contend that this is the purpose of the left of the fascists of the socialists the most corrupt and disgusting individuals that the earth has ever produced the purpose is to make us all uncomfortable so that we don't know what to do so it paralyzes us and it it makes us insecure and the more unsettled we are the easier it is for the left to, to for the left to dominate us I, I um another show that I wanted to do that I couldn't get anybody to come on the show to discuss was racist racism in healthcare now I've had soliloquies I've had monologues about about both transgender and racism in healthcare but these shows are always better in in uh, a dialogue format when we can get somebody to come on and share their ideas and not just not be mine but i couldn't get anyone who was brave enough to um, come into the studio or call in and discuss these issues these racist policies in health care um, i was hoping to shed light and expose those who assert that our current healthcare policies are racist and that white doctors are inherently racist um the people who say that are the real racists those are the ones who are are dangerous those are the ones who should be put in a box and closed away i have never treated anybody differently by um virtue of the color of their skin or where they come from their socioeconomic background i treat everybody the same and i as a pediatric urologist see um more indigent patients more people from the inner city or from rural america who are poor dirt poor than any of these limousine liberals ever come in contact with in their life in a week i see more of these patients than these people um interact with in a lifetime so for them to lecture to me and tell me or people who do what i do that we're racist 
is just absolutely disgusting and despicable, and I will not tolerate it. And now we're seeing programs being created um, in hospitals to um, reverse uh, race treat individuals, reverse racism, treat individuals of color, the BOPOC, the um, black and um, uh, what is it? It's the uh, um, black and uh, well, I, I, I'm blocking on what the acronym is, but it's basically blacks and Latinos and indigenous uh, people um, and uh, and claim that these people have had um, unequal, unequal health care opportunities, which in some cases might be true, but it is not because there is racism in individual doctors. It may be that they have less access to care for one reason or another, but in so many um, uh, cases, these individuals um, make bad choices in terms of their uh, diet, in terms of their lifestyle, in terms of so many things that influence their health care. And that's why their outcomes are poorer. It's not because there's racism in the system. Um, but the left views everything in the prism of race. And, and it is absolutely anti-American. It's anti-Martin Luther King. It is taking us back to a time that we had long ago thought we had evolved from. But the left is pulling us back into looking at people based on identity, not based on merit, not based on, um, on skill, not based on ability, but based entirely on the way people look. And it is... Um, it is divisive and, again, a tool which the left has skillful, skillfully mastered because the more that they interject this into our everyday lives, the more unsettled we are, the more chaotic life is, and, um, and the more they succeed in solidifying their positions and, um, and winning this battle. Um why how have we fallen so low that no one has the guts to speak the truth to to be able to call these people out for what they are which are um which are liars and cheats and and everything that they accuse the right of being they are so good at it. In psychology, there's a term called projection. You, you project or ascribe characteristics to your adversary that you actually harbor or maintain. And that's what the left has done to the uh, people who are not just even on the right, but in the middle. If, you don't, if you're not on their team, on the on the team of woke of left then you are an enemy of the state and they have um, said as much 
the the people who who the 73 million people who voted for Donald Trump are enemies of the state. How is that even possible that people with a different opinion are enemies of the state? And they're looking for um, people who harbor extreme views in the military and purging them out of the military. If we allow this to continue and are unwilling to fight back and speak out and call BS on these fascists, then everything we cherish is lost. Stay with us. I've got a lot more to tell you when we come back in the next half of the Doctor's Lounge. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients, dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge today. Um, today we're discussing how rotten things are right now in the U.S. thanks to the woke crowd and the leftists. Last week, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin held a five-hour Senate hearing on COVID. Now, I've got to be careful what I talk about with COVID because I've been canceled by by the, the woke crowd, and I've promised um, my partners that I would um, I would uh, take a uh, a more neutral position. So, what I'm going to share with you are facts. I'm not going to give you opinions. I'm just going to give you facts today, and I'll let you draw your own opinions. Um, uh, Senator Johnson invited dozens of doctors who to uh, to the Senate hearing who've had their medical privileges revoked by hospitals or who've had their state medical boards investigate them or who have had their reputations destroyed. And why? Because the government and the mainstream media and social media are in cahoots to suppress any opinions about COVID that are different than the party line, the government line. And again, here is where the left 
is controlling the language. They scream misinformation and disinformation. These are terms that they have come up with and now have branded, and everybody is using them. And so any statements that question the government position is disinformation. Any doctors who treat patients with medications that are FDA-approved drugs but are, quote, off-label for COVID are spreading misinformation. This is absurd. This is not reality. These terms are leftist terms, just like everything else that they have come up with, just like all of the transgender or racist, reverse racism. This is fits into the same category. They, they sit around and they determine what will sell, what language is going to um, be... Um, helpful to their cause, useful to their cause, and which will hurt their opponents. What we're seeing is unprecedented. Doctors are being told by bureaucrats how they should treat their patients. Pharmacists are refusing to fill legitimate prescriptions. If I write a prescription, it's not up to the pharmacist to scrutinize it and say whether or not they'll fill it or not. That's a bunch of crap. But that's what's happening right now because they have been brainwashed into uh, into viewing certain um treatments, certain prescriptions as not acceptable, so they are refusing to fill them. They're, the only places that will fill those prescriptions are independent pharmacies, but if you look at Walgreens or CVS or Rite Aid, they won't fill those prescriptions because their, um, their uh, corporate offices have been so influenced by the woke crowd that they are afraid to allow that to happen. Um, hospital administrators are refusing to treat patients who have COVID with drugs that are, quote, not approved by the federal government. Since when did the federal government determine how doctors should take care of patients? That is a non-starter right off the bat, but that's what's happening. People who don't comply with vaccine mandates aren't being given the ability to get a life-saving operation. We've got a, a guy who has been cleared for a heart transplant at the uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, but who's being refused the transplant because he is unvaccinated. Why is he unvaccinated? Because he had a bad reaction to the first vaccine he took. And so he doesn't want to get another vaccine. You know, somebody, people who get bad reactions to the first vaccine have been documented as dying from the second vaccine if they've had a bad reaction. You know, if you eat shellfish, and you break out in a rash, imagine if the government said to you, well, you know what, it probably wasn't really, really that serious. Why don't you go ahead and and eat a lobster again? And then they get an anaphylactic reaction and die. That's what this guy is being told and denied his heart transplant. 
Senator Johnson realizes how dangerous this is, so much so that he devoted an entire day to exposing the corruption behind all the efforts to suppress medical information that might help patients and put an end to the pandemic. Why is he the only one with the guts to do this? There's, this, is, this is unbelievable that, that we are lemmings and we allow this to happen. But just consider, just consider for a moment, if these dozens of doctors who were in this Senate meeting were, are right about something, they, this small group represents hundreds of doctors who have been like salmon swimming upstream, trying to take care of their patients. They're treating patients despite enormous personal risk and difficulty securing medications for these patients. And why are they doing this? Is it for financial gain? Of course not. We're talking about prescribing drugs that cost pennies. But they believe what they are doing is right, and the government is pushing a harmful and wrong agenda. At this Senate hearing, Dr. Peter McCullough was um, one of the presiding doctors. He is one of the foremost virologists in the country, and he has shown evidence in from so many different angles why what we're doing right now is dangerous, why it is wrong. Um, Dr. Peter Malone was there. Dr. Peter Malone is a genius. He developed the mRNA vaccine, the one that's being used, and he believes that the way it's being used right now is not correct, that the Omicron is not um, susceptible to this mRNA vaccine. And he is on record as saying that we should stop doing this. Is he wrong? This is the guy who developed it. Is he wrong? Or is the government wrong? Is the government right? Do they know more? than this guy does, who's a brilliant laboratory scientist, something here is very, very wrong. These doctors are not driven by money or by power, but those who are pushing mandatory vaccines and who are pushing expensive antiviral drugs are motivated by control and profit. And they are profiting handsomely. The more money that these pharmaceutical companies make, and it's going to be in the tens, if not hundreds of billions of dollars, these individuals who are pushing for this agenda are going to profit on the backwash. Even if it's tens of millions, that's a lot of money for these people to um, be mouthpieces for the pharmaceutical industry. The longer COVID fear is pushed, the more influence the government has and the more things that they can try to do to us. Tony Fauci, last week, you know, the, and, and I don't trust a darn thing that that guy says, but it was, it was uh, echoed by another big mouthpiece for COVID, Scott Gottlieb, who is uh, on the board of, of, of uh, 
Pfizer, who's former FDA commissioner, both of them said that everyone is going to get Omicron. Now, if, so so listen to that. They say, you know, everyone's going to get it because it's so it is so contagious. So then, if that's true, why do we need mandatory vaccines? Isn't the goal of a vaccination program to prevent the transmission of a germ, polio vaccine, to stop polio, um, uh, measles, mumps, rubella, to stop the transmission of those viruses? But if these, quote, experts on 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 COVID, on, on viruses, on immunology, are telling us everybody is going to get Omicron eventually. Why are we still vaccinating? Uh, uh, you know, and, and that doesn't even take into consideration the possible negative effects of the vaccine regime. We've seen myocarditis reported in record numbers encephalitis, other neurologic disorders. These are the ones that we know about. There's so much that we still don't know about because the vaccination program was an emergency use program. And now it's an FDA-approved program, but no vaccine has been rushed to approval as quickly as the COVID vaccine program. And certainly none without looking at longitudinal studies of the effects of the vaccine on on the population. You know, there was a scare um, 20 years ago, which was completely fabricated, about, um, about vaccinations in children and autism. And that was proven to be a total um, fabricated... Um, a report in in a, a medical journal, and these were vaccinations that were studied for years. But people were believing that that autism can come from these vaccinations in children. Well, nobody knows what's going to happen five, ten, twenty years down the road from these vaccines. Now, having said that, I think that at the beginning of the pandemic, the vaccinations were um, important because they did confer immunity to at-risk populations. But widespread vaccination programs need to really be questioned. And I'm not being I'm not being an anti-vaxxer. I'm merely asking questions. And that's what these doctors are doing. They're merely asking questions. But it is not appropriate. It is not acceptable for doctors to any longer ask questions. So let's look at COVID at, in other countries. Let's look at Israel. Israel is one of the most vaccinated countries on earth. 90% of Israeli adults have been vaccinated. 80% have received boosters. Well, last week, last week, nearly 1% of the country tested positive for COVID in a single day. In a single day. 84,000 new infections, the equivalent of almost 3 million infections in the U.S., occurred in a day. 
Infections are up a hundred times in one month in Israel, and it's driven by the collapse of booster protection and the arrival of Omicron. Denmark is similar. Something is rotten in Denmark. They had 42,000 new cases three days ago, the equivalent to 2.5 million in the U.S. France reported the equivalent of 12 million new cases in the past week. These are countries with different demographics, different populations, but what do they have in common? Incredibly high COVID vaccination rates. Yet in the last week, Israel has had more coronavirus infections than in all of 2020. And that is before it began a mass mRNA COVID vaccination program. Hospitalizations and deaths are spiking there. So something is going on, and these vaccinations are not the answer. And yet they are being pushed like some sort of religious sacrament on the left. There are unanswered questions and observations that must be made. People who are vaccinated but not boosted are at higher risk of Omicron infection than the unvaccinated. That's, that's been shown. Vaccines are making hospitalizations and deaths from Omicron more likely. We don't know if it's Omicron to people who are unvaccinated or not, but there's definitely an association. Associations exist in science, in medicine, and it's up to um, legitimate, honest researchers to show if there's a cause and effect. We don't know. It is unclear if vaccines interfere with the development of long-term post-infection immunity, but there's a lot of evidence to suggest that. It is clear that a third dose of a vaccination temporarily reduces the risk of serious illness or death from Omicron, but we just don't know how long that protection will last. And if and when that protection disappears, will these people be more vulnerable than the unvaccinated people or those who have received just two doses. We don't know this. These are questions. These are legitimate questions that that doctors ask that we should be asking, but doctors are afraid to ask these questions because they will be destroyed if they ask them. But just take take a moment and ask yourself if just one or two of these facts are true, then those pushing the vaccine regime are committing one of the worst breaches of medical ethics in human history. Why would anyone trust our government when it comes to COVID? The pharmaceutical companies are the ones that are telling the CDC and the NIH what they should be saying and what their policies should be. Look at Florida, for example. They have a successful, robust program of giving out monoclonal antibodies to patients who tested positive for COVID. And anecdotally, not any, in any randomized clinical trial, but there have been no randomized clinical trials in COVID, but anecdotally, it was working at keeping people out of hospitals. But the federal government swooped in and just shut it down, giving the reason that they're not going to allow monoclonal antibodies to be distributed because it just does not work against Omicron. And this came out of nowhere. This was pulled out of their rear ends out of thin air. Instead, they push a vaccine mandate that is that likely does not work against Omicron either. That's what Fauci and Gottlieb told us. And it's not just ineffective, but it is unethical. 
And they make this stuff up as they go along and fit their narrative and support their agenda. It's made up on the fly. They've been making it up from the beginning. No masks, then masks. Six-foot rule, no restaurants. Shut down businesses. Quarantine at home. Ten days to stop the spread. Remember that? Then ten days quarantine if you are uh, testing positive. But no, wait. Let's decrease it to five days because the CDC um, said that we should just decrease this because we should, not because they have any data to support it. There's not been any science behind any of this. None. Zero. This is just supporting self-interest and and uh, they are controlling people. A FOIA request this past week uncovered an email stream early in the pandemic between WHO and NIH. And the scientists early on believed the virus was accidentally leaked from a Wuhan Institute of Virology laboratory. This was expert opinion of a panel of virologists at the time. But it was covered up. And then the nonsensical story about a wet market was concocted, and then it was pushed for two years by the useful idiots in the media. And all the while, anyone who refuted this was terminated on social media or mainstream media. Something is very, very wrong here. Everything seems to be slipping away from us. There are no more ethics left in medicine and the willingness of ignorant lemmings who know nothing about science to allow this to happen, to allow this to continue is one of the biggest tragedies, one of the biggest crimes in my lifetime. And worst of all, there are people who are willing to sacrifice the most precious thing in our society in order to see their agenda succeed. They're willing to sacrifice our children at the altar of their misguided ideology. They've destroyed our children's education. They've destroyed their psyche and their mental health, ignoring the spiking um, use of drugs in teenagers and teen suicides caused by these COVID policies. And now they're willing to sacrifice their health by requiring that they get vaccinated with a vaccine that we are now um, given enough evidence isn't going to even protect them from Omicron. This is worse than despicable. It's a genocide. And I don't know how people who push this are able to look at themselves in the mirror. Perhaps they are so deluded into believing the garbage that they're peddling that it justifies what they are saying. Um, maybe this is all residual mental illness, you know, from the people who who um, were victims of Trump derangement syndrome. And this is what they are now left with. It's mass psychosis. That's what it is. And it's poisoning everything that we hold dear in this country. Nothing is right at this time. Nothing. COVID, the whole way that we're dealing it, they need COVID. The left needs COVID. COVID is their excuse to continue to um, to control people in this country. And the more it is um, 
pushed as as the most serious problem in our country, the more power they have, the more things they can do to us, the more power the media has. Because without COVID, they would have nothing to report every night. What would they be reporting? What's happening at the border? Where where everything is is uh, collapsing, and we're allowing individuals to come into the country, um, human traffickers to um, send people to airports all over the country with diseases that we don't know about, um, who are um, members of cartels. Um, it's it's the Biden administration that is committing the biggest crime there perpetrating human trafficking by sending these people around the country. Are the, is the media going to talk about the economy and inflation and rising interest rates and and uh, the increased price of, of oil where they're now predicting it's going to double to $150 a barrel? This is what the left wants. They want you to not use gasoline and to suffer while it drives up the price of everything that we pay for. Is the media going to talk about the supply chain issues, the empty shelves that we see in our stores every single day? Are they going to talk about the foreign policy blunders, Afghanistan, now Ukraine, pretty soon Taiwan, and the ineptitude of the Biden administration and the complete... Um, uh, the the fecklessness of the people who are running our military and our State Department who are incompetence? Are they going to talk about increasing crime in every major city in the U.S. where policemen are getting shot on a daily basis in New York or in cities in Texas or in California? Are they going to talk about race baiting or identity politics where they're going to pick a Supreme Court justice based on the way they look, a a black female? People on that list have been um, uh, judges for, for less than six months. I can go on and on. This list goes on as long as my arm. But our president thinks his administration is the most successful one ever in the first year in office. He is like Nero, who is watching Rome burning. And he has a vice president who is pathetic. Her picture should be on milk cartons around the country asking people to report if they've seen her. The Biden administration gets an F- minus when it comes to health care. Biden was elected to put an end to COVID. You remember he said that. He goes, in my administration, we're going to put an end to COVID. Don't you worry, okay? You hang in there. Um, Well, he has failed in that miserably. (coughs) His administration has witnessed more COVID deaths in his first year in office than in the last year of Trump's administration in office. There have been more blunders than anybody can count on their fingers and toes. So I come back to asking the question, is what is happening accidental? Is it purposeful? (coughs) What would be the reason to keep this pandemic going? Well, I can only come up with one conclusion. It's so that the government can control Election Day in 2024. Because if the media reported on all of those things that 
I just mentioned, which people see on a daily basis if they get their news that is unsanitized through the mainstream media or social media um, that have uh, become propaganda arms for the Democrat Party. They can see what's going on. They know that there's not very much that's good out there. And if people see these things, they typically will go to the ballot boxes and change what uh, who is is in power. And the Democrats know this, and they know it's going to be a bloodbath. And so they are incentivized to keep the pandemic going, <clears throat> to hide information from people, to suppress good people who wish to um, to refute the the uh, the lies and the propaganda that the left is spewing, including doctors, especially doctors, and they know that if they don't do all of this, that they will um, uh, be roundly defeated in 2024. So they need to keep the pandemic going so that they can cheat, so that they can ballot harvest, so that they can have voting by mail, so that they can allow dead people to continue to vote, so that they can do all the things that they have done so successfully in so many election cycles but have not been caught doing or have been caught but it has been suppressed. Something is rotten in Denmark. Something is rotten in the U.S. And most of us know this. So how do we put an end to this? This is the question that I get asked all the time. It is taking back our language. It is challenging the bullies. It's holding them accountable. And it's having a little bit of courage. That's all I've got to say today. I was angry that I couldn't do the shows that I wanted to do, and I needed to share with you why that's the case. And hopefully most of you will agree with what I'm saying and uh, do something in your life to make a difference with our countries. Thanks for being with us. Come back next week and join my my partner in crime, uh, Dr. Scott Barber. Thank you. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.